Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I once again, sorry for the delay of getting this episode out. In the last two weeks in Bronx, New York, we had some inclement weather where my job is a mandatory requirement to come in even if it's your days off or come in if it is uh, early in the morning, um, earlier than the hours you're supposed to start and take care of the entire place before the public comes into this particular park that I work at and it becomes a little tedious and you get a little tired so that when you get home you just want to do one thing and one thing only and that is relax and that includes on your days off which mine happens to be Wednesday and Thursday and then I had some technical issues with logging into the uh, app that I use to get the episode out so when I was actually able to start to film the reincarnation episode that we will be talking about today I was unable to access it so I had to go through a whole bunch of steps in order to get that going again and now here we are recording on February 9th. There should have been another episode this week, but I do apologize. So I might double up or just try to give you guys episodes, two episodes this week or two episodes next week. But to get into the episode, we got some news from the paranormal world and the world itself. NASA plans to crash the International Space Station into the ocean by 2031. NASA plans to send the International Space Station into the ocean somewhere off in the Pacific where there is nothing around and have it crash down and I guess gather debris and things from the ocean and I guess they're going to either build a new space station and send it up into the, you know, into the outer space region or just they don't have a space station no more but that is their plan on getting the space station out of the um, out of the universe and it's a little crazy that we're gonna have some people probably see this come down There might be widespread reports of you know sightings in the sky whenever time of day they decide to do that but that's pretty interesting that that's how they're going to rid the space station from outer space and in other news if you are a fan of zombies and you like zombie games dying light 2 finally made its triumphant return to the gaming world Dying Light 2 came out this past Friday, and it is the number five most played game on Steam. Dying Light is a great game. I've been actually playing it here and there. It's a little bit more difficult than part one, but if you're into zombies, Dying Light is the game to play. And there is more than 500 hours of gameplay in this particular zombie game. Now, there's a lot of things that I've spoke about. In the many episodes so far, we're reaching the 50th episode mark soon for this podcast. And I'd like to thank the listeners and friends that listen and chime in. And as always, I do my best to give great paranormal talk from my experiences. Paranormal is a popular topic amongst people. And there are a lot of conversation pieces when it comes into paranormal. And I try to give it into this podcast so that everyone can listen and chime in. But the one topic that I haven't really touched on to give it a dedicated full episode is the topic of reincarnation. Now, reincarnation basically is defined by the probability or the belief that you will return as another being and or animal. Now, this belief or this religion that believes in it is Hinduism. In Hindus, 
reside main, mainly in the Indian region, uh, India region of the world, the Indians and Hindu people believe that reincarnation is something that happens when they pass away. And from what I gather on certain research that I've done in the past, that really death to them is more of a celebration because they believe so strongly in reincarnation. Now, in other religions, reincarnation is kind of actually shunned upon, especially if you're a Catholic or Christian. When you pass away, our belief is that you know you will return one day to this new heaven that is coming. And if you're taught directly in Catholic school, they butter you up and say, once you pass away, you go right to heaven, which is actually false as well. You are supposed to rest until the rapture takes place, and then a whole process begins, and then heaven goes to earth, and then heaven's on earth, and so on and so forth. There's just many beliefs in that religion, Catholicism, and if you're Christian, and then a lot of time has passed and certain things have changed. But essentially, reincarnation is a strong belief in Hindu religions and they believe strongly that you come back after you die. But there has been widespread reports and stories throughout the world that pretty much equate to a believable reincarnation story. Now, what ends up happening with some of these stories is, oddly enough, it happens with children. I am giving you a percentage, which is opinionated. There is about 60% of children that randomly start telling their parents these odd stories. And as a parent, you look at your son or daughter and say, well, that's good imagination. You know, must have been playing a game or had some form of a dream and remember it. And you are able to listen to your child tell this story. But some parents have heard these stories and it's actually gotten to a point of being concerning with what they're saying. And they look more into it and actually find out details, especially within the era of the internet becoming popular. They find details that are oddly or scary, um, similar to the story the kids are telling when they're telling these alarming stories. And some parents have went to the extent to even visiting locations and going to archives to find out specific names, dates, and things that the kid was saying in some of these stories that they tell to their parents. And there's actually a few stories that have been taken place throughout time in regards to reincarnation that have caught attention to people and has raised a flag that reincarnation could possibly be a thing. So I actually gathered a website here that has some of these reincarnation stories and I'm going to actually tell a few of them and get your opinion on what do you think about these stories. So actually I'll start with one story that I remember from uh, another source that I've, actually I'm a fan of this person. Um, his name is Mr. Ballin and I may or may not have said this story on another podcast episode, but it's actually one that has resonated with me because I, I'm a big fan of Mr. Ballin. And if you haven't heard about Mr. Ballin, Mr. Ballin is a ex-military member of service who started off on TikTok telling stories about the paranormal and oddities. Now, I believe TikTok is only 60 seconds long or something to that extent. And he wanted a way to tell more paranormal stories 
for a longer period of time so he can get the full story out. So Mr. Ballin made a YouTube page and now tells a whole bunch of stories on YouTube. So when I discovered Mr. Ballin, I just randomly started going through videos one night and he had told an interesting story about a family in England and a young girl who ended up believing one day after falling down a flight of stairs that she was a former um, loved one or mistress of a Egyptian king. And what happened in a, nuts in a nutshell, and I'm going to paraphrase the story because it's been a long time since I've actually listened to this story, is there was a English family with a daughter. And one day this daughter was going up the staircase of their house in England and something happened where she fell down the flight of stairs and knocked her head. Now the father and mother thought that she might have passed away because of the impact of her head hitting the floor. They called a doctor and at the time, uh, in the time period that this took place, doctors would make visits to the household. And the doctor pronounced the kid dead but was pretty much unconscious. And after the kid woke up, they were actually astonished that the child was alive and kicking. But when the child woke up and came to from this falling down the stairs, the child started telling the parents some odd things, which she said that, where was I? You know, I don't belong here. Something's not right. This doesn't seem like the garden that I, was that I came from. And the parents really strongly believed that this girl had suffered a major concussion and that the concussion and impact had really messed her up. So they kind of shunned it off and made her go back to the bedroom to relax and, you know, basically get some more rest, give her water and give her medicine from the impact of falling down the stairs. After she woke up again, she sat down with her parents to tell the story of where she came from and saying that she did not belong here. Now, her parents were still under the impression that she had really severely damaged her head. So they took her to a doctor to get an in-depth, more, in more analysis of what have possibly happened to the impact of her head hitting the floor after falling down the stairs. But everything came back normal. So she went on one night in telling a really big description of how she was from Egypt. There was She described a garden with hieroglyphics and beautiful sculptures and that she was a girlfriend or wife to some form of a king. And now she carried this story for quite some time where her parents kind of caved to these stories and ended up bringing her to a museum in England that had Egyptian art, um, artifacts and exhibits that she could look at. And when she walked into the exhibit in England, she said, I'm home, mom, dad, look, I'm home. This is my home. And she knew everything in the exhibit. She went over without reading the, you know, the signs and would give descriptions on what exactly everything was. She pretty much was like a person that would work at a museum, a tour guide and told her parents everything. And that eventually raised a eyebrow to her parents where you know, she was literally naming and giving information about things that she had never seen in person. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but this might have been the first time she's gone to this museum, to this particular region in the museum that based their 
you know, their um, exhibit on Egypt and Egyptology. So fast forward in this story, she ends up actually marrying a Egyptian man for the citizenship to Egypt and goes to Egypt with this Egyptian man and lives there and takes on a job in some form of archaeology where she partakes and helps with doing some form of uh, digging or research to hieroglyphics or whatever they were digging at in a specific area in Egypt. And there was a night where she awoke and said that she was visited by the ghost of some Egyptian pharaoh of some sort and really scared her husband. Now, she continued this odd behavior saying that she was Egyptian and she was the love interest of a pharaoh for quite some time where it actually got to a point where her husband became irate and they divorced. She retained her Egyptian citizenship and stayed in Egypt and took on another job in another uh, Egyptian museum out in Egypt. Um, so she went from one job where she was helping dig and do a dig site to an actual museum. And in this museum, they were trying to find a certain location. She went to the leader of the project and told them that she knew exactly where everything was. And the person that headed the project to find this specific location in Egypt said that no one knows where this is. And she says, I guarantee you, I do. And she ended up uncovering this buried site by giving detailed descriptions of what she saw in her past life. And they ended up finding this specific location in detail from what she said. And the only clue to where this specific location was that they were looking for was a kind of structure that indicated there was a garden of some sort or an open area. And she said that this is where the garden used to be. And if you dig here, you're going to find this tomb. And the archaeologists that were listening to her, because the person heading the project gave her the benefit of the doubt, ended up digging exactly where she told them to. And they found this entire tomb and another pharaoh. And it ended up being the husband that she claimed to be um, married to or was the love interest to um, from when she said that she was a, you know, lived in her past life, that this was her husband from her past life in Egypt. And it was a well-known story that Mr. Ballon told. And I believe if you Google, um, little girl believes she's Egyptian, this story will actually come up. Again, I paraphrased the story from what Mr. Ballon said, um, from his YouTube video, but that was a story that I had heard over a year ago that was in, 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 um, regards to reincarnation and because we're talking about reincarnation now, um, that was a really good story to tell. Um, so now I'm going to actually pull up some uh, reincarnation stories that I put aside for you guys um, and tell you one or two of them and show you that this is something that is, I'm not going to say common because anything paranormal is really not common, but... It is, in fact, something that people do have um, instances with and are able to um, talk about. Now, there's also a Netflix documentary out. Um, I believe it's Investigating Death. It's on Netflix, and they have a five-part series in that documentary. And one of the shows um, in the documentary, because it's separated into five or six episodes completely talks about reincarnation and some of the stories in there are pretty um chilling so 
I'm going to give you guys a brief description right here. Just bear with me for a second as my computer is once again not cooperating. Okay, so we have a family here talking about uh, Professor Jim Tucker thinks that past lives are possible, and here are startling accounts of children who may have been reincarnated. Now, this is coming from rd.com. When I was your age, I changed your diaper, said the dark-haired boy to his father. Ron looked down at his smiling son, who had not yet turned two. He thought it was a very strange thing to say, but he figured he had misheard him. But as baby Sam made similar remarks over the next few months, Ron and his wife, Kathy, gradually pieced together an odd story. Sam believed that he was a deceased grandfather, Ron's late father, who had returned to his family. More intrigued than alarmed, Ron and Kathy asked Sam, How did you come back? I just went whoosh and came out of the portal, he responded. Although Sam was precious child, a precious child, he'd been speaking in full sentences from the age of 18 months. His parents were stunned to hear him use a word like portal, and they encouraged him to say more. They asked Sam if he had any siblings, and he replied that he had a sister who turned into a fish. Who turned into a fish? Some bad guy, she died. Eerily enough, Sam's grandfather had a sister who had been murdered 60 years earlier. Her body was found floating in San Francisco Bay. Ron and Kathy then gently asked Sam, Do you know how you died? Sam jerked back and slapped the top of his head as if in pain. One year before Sam was born, his grandfather had died of a cerebral hemorrhage. So this is a story that took place and has been investigated. And we have some famous believers. One of the most amazing and wonderful discoveries about reincarnation is finding the large number of famous intellectuals and writers in the Western world who have expressed belief in reincarnation in their writings. States Anna Jaffin, writer, writing for Edgar SAIS Association for Research and Enlightenment. These include such fine minds as the inventor Thomas Edison, who Jaffin, Jaffin quotes as having said, The only survival I can conceive is the start of a new earth cycle again. And automobile industry pioneer Henry Ford, who told the San Francisco Examiner in 1928 why he had adopted the theory of reincarnation when he was 26. Work is futile if we cannot utilize the experience we collect in one's life in the next. When I discovered reincarnation, it was, found, it, it was as if I had found an universal plan. Time was no longer limited. The discovery of reincarnation put my mom at ease. And here's another story. Mommy, I'm homesick. Among the, UA, the UVA cases studied in the story of an Oklahoma boy named Ryan, a few years ago, the four-year-old woke up screaming at two in the morning. Over the preceding months, he had pleaded with his bewildered mother, Cindy, to take him to the house where he lived before. In tears, he begged her to return him to his glittering life in Hollywood, complete with a big house, pool, and fast cars. That was so fabulous, he once said. I can't live in these conditions. My last home was so much better. When Cindy went into her son's room that night, Ryan kept repeating the same words, Mommy, I'm homesick as she tried to comfort him and rock him to sleep. He was a little old man who couldn't remember all the details of his life. He was so frustrated and sad, Cindy said. 
and the next morning she went to the library and borrowed a pile of books about an old Hollywood about old Hollywood and brought them home. With Ryan in her lap, Cindy went through all the volumes. She was hoping the pictures might soothe him. Instead, he became more and more excited as they looked at one particular book when they came to a still of a scene from a movie called The Night After Night, 1932. Mama, he shouted, pointed to the actors, who was identified. That guy's me, the old me. I was shocked, Cindy admits. I never thought that he would find the person he thought he was, but she was equally relieved. Ryan had talked about his other life and had been so unhappy and now we had something to go on. Although neither Cindy nor her husband believed in reincarnation, she went back to the library the next day and checked out a book about children who possessed memories of their past lives. At the end of it, there was a note from the author, Professor Jim Tucker, MD, saying that he wanted to hear from the parents of kids with similar stories. Cindy sat down and wrote him a letter. Dr. Tucker was a child psychiatrist in a private practice when he heard about the reincarnation research being conducted by Ian Stevenson, MD founder and director of the Division of Perpetual Studies at UVA. He was intrigued and began working with a division in 1996, years later, when Dr. Stevenson retired. Dr. Tucker took over as the leader of Division Past Life Research. The UVA team has gathered more than 2,500 documented cases of children from all over the world who have detailed memories of former lives, including that of a California toddler who was surprisingly good with a surprisingly good golf swing who said he had once been a legendary athlete Bobby Jones, a Midwestern five-year-old who shared some of the same memories and physical traits, blindness in his left eye and a mark on his neck and limp as a long-deceased brother and a girl in India who woke up one day and began speaking fluently in a dialect she had never heard before Dr. Tucker describes these cases in his book. The children in the UVA collection typically began talking about their previous lives when they were three years old or older. I stopped reading right there because the story that about the boy who said he was from Hollywood, that his old home was better, is actually in the documentary I spoke of. Um, I think it's called Uncovering Death or Studying Death on Netflix. And this boy ended up being um, or telling information about an actor from a show that was um, during that time period in the 1920s or 30s in Hollywood and ended up describing things that all were researched by this doctor who studies reincarnation and it ended up being factual and true. Now at the younger age, he was able to tell a lot of things and they actually cross-examined the actor's uh, granddaughter or daughter um, and it ended up being very accurate with some of the things that they, the boy had listed. And they went on later in the later years of the child's life, I think when he was 13 or 14 years old, meeting with the actor that he claimed he was um, his descendants, you know, his daughter, his granddaughter. And um, unfortunately, with reincarnation stories, they end up losing the, I guess, the memories and are not able to really talk about it or remember certain things. So I remember watching the documentary and this boy um, was unable to really answer the questions from this actor's uh, daughter or granddaughter. But prior to them visiting the actual descendants of this actor that this boy claimed he was, the things that were being listed 
like his the actor's old house with a pool and the car he drove and the love for cats i believe paraphrasing again was all pretty accurate when the researcher for reincarnation brought this to the attention of the quote unquote old um the boy's old self's daughter and they went through the list of things that the boy had named and she confirmed a lot of the stuff that was written down from research from the reincarnation researcher from the boy who claimed he was an old Hollywood actor. So in essence now with some of these stories that I wrote, that I read, and again this story, um, that story was from rd.com. You can find that on there if you type in reincarnation stories. It's something that I had saved um, to read. In essence, if you have the belief of reincarnation, then you know, there's only one way in the future we'll find out. But some of these stories, um, scientists do not, and doctors do not have any belief on how someone can be so accurate in telling some of these things. A lot of the reincarnation stories are researched. And a lot of these points are actually um, taken down, written, wrote on a notepad, and then researched and documented. There was a boy who believed he was a fighter pilot that fought during World War II and his airplane went down and he died and he drew pictures and told his parents about this particular incidence. And his dad didn't believe him in the beginning and then did some in-depth research and found out that the planes he was drawing and his whole reaccount for or story that this little boy was saying was actually true from names of battleships to the name of the plane he was on to the battle that took place um, from where the plane even launched from, from what island and what battleship. And the father went to the archives because this was pre-internet stages and was able to uncover names that the boy mentioned and everything that took place during this battle. And the boy was pretty much 95% accurate in everything that his, fa- um, his father uncovered from archives during the battle. Uh, so much to the extent that the family took the boy to Hawaii and took a boat out into the water Um, where the boy got emotional and was able to kind of let this past life reincarnation vibe finally go away so that he can enjoy the current life that he's living. So I guess when reincarnation takes place based on some of these stories, you lose a little bit of the past self that's able to remember and then you just partake in your new body and I guess maybe, um, I guess old soul with a new body so that you live your life now as a Catholic who kind of doesn't really practice the faith but has faith I don't think this is what happens but if it does hey you get a second chance on things but at the end of the day you know something had to make all this I don't really strongly believe entirely the Big Bang Theory and then you know you cease to exist after you pass away um, there are scientists, even Einstein, whose theory says your energy has to go somewhere. Energy just doesn't die. It continues to go, which would explain how Earth is so old. And if you think about all the life on this Earth, you, something's got to happen, you know. And then you have these paranormal accounts, not just reincarnation. The fact that there's so much paranormal activity that people uncover and things that are weird that something is not right or something is going on beyond the grave beyond when people pass away um and reincarnation is just one theory or category involved in the paranormal world that has stories that can raise an eyebrow and cannot exactly be scientifically 
um, shunned away because of the integrity of some of the stories these kids are saying. And um, that is a subject, reincarnation, that could in fact be something that in the future we look into and some scientists and doctors, especially current ones that are researching this on a daily basis, come forward and say, yeah, this could possibly be a thing. Um, we've seen plenty of stories, we've heard plenty of stories, and even stories that kind of bump off of reincarnation into like miraculous things happening, because you can kind of consider this to be somewhat of a miracle if you really look at it. But um, this is something that in the future, I guess, will be more profoundly researched and one day we'll know the truth or one day we'll just find out on our own. So I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to get this podcast episode out there. And once again, I apologize for the delay. It is uh, extremely hard to sometimes film when you have the weather situation given my job and um, technical difficulties. So I'm going to try to get you guys a new episode. Check my Instagram, SWAB underscore podcast for details of what the next episode will be. Again, thank you to the Anchor app for allowing me to film this podcast. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, Anchor is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there to outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and many other outlets. If you have a phone or tablet or computer, you download Anchor, and it gives you all the tools for free to use to get your idea out there. So if you want to get a podcast going, just go to Anchor, download the app, and try it out. So thank you, Anchor. Thank you to all my listeners for bearing with me to get the episode out there. And until next time, this has been another episode of They Say What Again, Billy podcast.